the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and we've got three lines open right now, so if you'd like to join us, we have two available ones. But let me tell you real quick about Tom Blackwell at 40th Street and Greenway. If you're in the northeast part of Phoenix or you're in the North Scottsdale area and you don't have a shop, 40th and Greenway should be kind of close to you. Tom's been around a long time. He's a personal friend of mine, as is almost every one of the shops that I recommend. He's a little ornery. But Christy and his wife, Polly, who work there, can keep him under control. But he's got the tenacity that Bob over at Harker's has. So if you wave the flag in front of the bull and say, nobody can fix this, then you'll see the hair on the back of his neck stand up and he'll say, I can. Now, every once in a while, when we say, I can and we can't, (laughs) then we're going to back up and say, you have to wait till it gets worse and easier to find. That's a solid recommendation. I can keep looking, um, but really and truly, wait till it gets worse and easier to find. So if you're in the 40th and Greenway, 40th Street and Greenway, Tom Blackwell, he's a good guy. Tell him I said hi and tell him I'm going to send a, give you a coupon for 50% off, but you just can't find it in your car. And uh, that'll give him a giggle. All righty, let's go to the phones. Walt, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Um, I have a 2005 Toyota Tacoma, and uh, I live in the Surprise area. What I'm looking for is a recommendation from you as to who you could send me to as far as doing detail work on my vehicle. Ooh, I I can't um, detail work, but I I, I do have a suggestion. Um, I would call a couple of shops in your area, automotive repair shops and okay. ask them who they use to detail cars. Now, we're in South Tempe, and we have a company that comes to us and details our cars. They they, they do our rental cars. They do our company cars. They do our employees' cars. They do really good work, but they don't travel much other than about a four-mile circuit around us because there's a whole lot of auto repair shops, plus there's a bunch of dealers. So I think I'd just call a couple of shops and look for the same. Now, before you hire a detail shop, I want you to Google the name of the mobile guy and put his name and then the word reviews. So for me, you'd put Mark Salem reviews. And then that way, if he has a whole bunch of really negative reviews that he scratched the paint or he scratched the window or he did stuff that people didn't like, then you'll know better. But that's what I would do. The auto repair shops almost always have a detailer that's portable and they probably would come to your house and do the work there because they have their own water supply and all that stuff all right great thank you very uh, much appreciate you're it. welcome you're welcome walt cliff or chris it's chris you're up next hey mark how you doing uh check your delay you're only like a half second behind uh 
I'm trying to get my headlights cleaned up so that they're brighter after you talked about your uh, uh, your night lights you put on. It reminded right. me that I'm trying to clean my headlight lenses. Is there anything that really works? I've tried multiple different products. So you went to the uh, auto parts store and you bought those little wet wipes and you bought this fancy dancy stuff and you've done all that. Right, um, the toothpaste, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, 3M makes a kit, uh, and most of us are in the 75 to $100 range, but okay. this kit has sanders that kind of make you, you know, cringe. It has sanders and polishes and different levels of sanding and different levels of polish, and they specifically say, wrap this in masking tape and do this and do that, and, and they, it's a... I don't know, and I'm exaggerating. It's a 20-step process. Mm -hmm. Almost all of us give a guarantee that it's going to be look just brand new when you get it, and it's going to look brand new in a year from now. We don't know where you're going to go or where you travel, so a year from or two years from now is kind of tough, and we don't know how often you have your car washed and you know all that kind of stuff. But the 3M procedure is, like I said, $75, give or take 25 bucks. It takes a while to do it. And we have two of our 12 guys that are really good at doing that. Now, you also have to ask them, are you going to take my running lights with it? So sometimes you got plastic on the running lights, plastics on the headlights, and you might want all four to do, or your daytime running lights. So gotcha. it just depends. But I'd, I'd call around, and I, or you can go on the Internet and say headline, a 3M headlight restoration and see if they have it by zip code of somebody who has that kit. Now, I don't know that they do or not. I know that that they don't send me work, but um, I just, that's a good place to start. But that's what you're looking for is the 3M um, headlight restoration kit. Very good. Thank you very much okay. for your help. You're welcome. And and to give you an idea, folks, of how that works, I think the kid the kit is between a a thousand and two thousand dollars and obviously we have to replenish all the consumables on a regular basis so that's the reason that the price is going to be 75 give or take 25 is just because of the consumables and the cost of the kit so it takes a while um, if you're making fifteen dollars of labor after you pay everything you got fifteen dollars of labor on this headlight thing it's going to take a while to pay off this thousand dollar kit so just thought i'd pass that on dennis you're up next how can i help you Thank you. I was listening to your explanation of your brighter lights. I have a 2015 Ford F-150. We drive uh, through the White Mountains uh, twice a week for six months, and I've almost hit elk twice. Um, is there some brighter light you can put on that you don't have to put a rack on top of your car, or what would you recommend on our pickup, I mean? Yes, there is. Um, let me explain. A lot of lighting follows the sides of the vehicle. So I want you to draw an imaginary line down the side of your vehicle and then forward. You can fan it out a little bit, but that's typically what you have. On my Dodge truck, I've got a line across my grill, <laughs> and, and I see 180 degrees in front of me. I know that my son put LEDs in my headlights, he put some aftermarket, he took out my my uh, driving lights and he put some aftermarkets in there. 
I, I use those more than anything else because literally it's it's almost 180 degrees in front of me. So I'm really happy with that. Rarely do I turn on the, the welding lights unless I'm on a long straightaway or something like that. You know, I, I slow down just a little bit. And frankly, if I hit a deer or an elk, I think I'm pretty safe because my truck's a lot bigger than they are. But in your particular case, let me offer you this. I want you to call my son. His name is Alan. And tell him, your dad said you'd talk to me for free and give me the best advice you can give me. And I want a 180-degree spread. And here's the good good news. My driving lights I can use with my regular lights, and people aren't flashing me. So they kind of sit down low and give me that. And say, your dad was talking about... um, and that he has some running lights you installed, and I'd like to talk about those. Now, he's not hes not going to try to sell you anything. He's just going to give you information, which is what he does a lot. The phone number, are you ready? Yes. 480-598-1234. So okay. ask for Alan, and uh, he'll help you out. Thank you so much. Oh, you're more than... Appreciate oh, and it. one other thing. You don't have... Um, do you have any kind of computer on your car that honks the horn or turns on a bunch of red lights if you uh, if you come up on a car too fast or to warn you about a an, an no. deer or an elk? Do you have anything like that? Like that? No. Okay. Let no. me ask. Let me tell you why I ask you. My wife has a 14 Edge, and I've told this story before. We're going between Pine and Payson, and I'm driving uh-huh. along, and then all of a sudden, right in the dash in front of me these red lights pop up and the whole windshield turns tinted red i can still see through it at the same time it applies the brakes so i'm thinking we just blew the motor because that's the first time in my life i've ever driven a ford because she was drunker than a hoot owl and i had to drive but i i don't usually drive Uh those and if i do i wear a monkey mask on so that no one knows i'm driving it and that's all crazy but you know that and (laughs) And and so all of a sudden I'm looking and here's like four or five elks that have stepped into the road and then there's wow. four or five more and the car stopped before I hit the elk. Now her edge would ex- would, would wouldn't be the best box I want to be in to hit a a bull or a big pregnant cow, but the idea was is I was pretty impressed that that car saw those elk long before my wife and I did. So wow. I, I don't think you have that collision avoidance, I think is what they call it. But maybe on your next car, you'll ask for that. And it's really a very attractive thing. I drove a Mercedes the other day that had it, and I purposely came up on a car kind of fast, knowing I could stop, and it took over for me. So I was pretty impressed with that. But computers do funny things, and keep in mind, your car's four years old now. So they, right. I know they had the technology in the Ford and the 14 because her edge has it. So anyway, that's my point. And if you like Fords and you want to get the collision avoidance the next time, just ask about it. Okay? Okay. Why wouldn't I like Fords? Um, I just thought maybe one day you, you'll hit your head again. <laughs> and you'll... Well, I, I, I've, I've owned a lot of trucks in my company, and we used to buy Chevys, and we always had trouble with transmissions. And then I went to Ford's, and we just have had good luck. So I, my brother-in-law bought a Dodge, and I thought, you numbskull, why would you do that? You just think you're a cowboy from Snowflake or something. Uh, but sounds like sounds like Dodge would be your recommendation next well, time. He, yeah, let, me, let me comment on that just, just to make sure that we're on the same page. 
there's no question that all of the trucks available have had lots of problems. Lots of problems. I mean, the six-liter Ford diesel was the worst motor they've ever put on the road. Ever. Exactly. And exactly. and then you've got some V8s and you you know they 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 got the what was that big uh, they got the 460 and they went to fuel yeah. injection and that was a great motorhome mo- uh, motor and then they have the F53 chassis that they put on motorhomes and that was a great chassis but mm-hmm. the the Chevrolets have had transmission problems but they're really no difference than head gaskets on some cars and oil leaks on other cars and i agree with you you go with who who got you who came to you with the dance to the dance i'm laughing right. about your cowboy from snowflake because right. um people people i have horses and um i i bring them up north during the summer and i take them down home in the winter but i also have to take all my farm and ranch equipment down for service so I'm hauling right. bobcats and tractors and high lifts and, sure. and excavators sure. up and down the mountain. And so I am one of those right. cowboys <laughs> that, yeah. well, that has that a hot rod Dodge. You have the, yeah, you have the diesel, I assume. I do. I have the 6.7, and it's a hot rod. Right. And um, I can... Right. I I look look you know I I try to behave myself. My wife would disagree, but if 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 the Fords have kept you on the dance floor, I would never suggest that you try something else. I think that's a dangerous suggestion, and you're not the only friend I have that just swears by Ford. And and so I made the joke <laughs> about you hitting your head, and I'm glad you laughed. Well, I we I have the uh, the six cylinder EcoBoost, and it's it served me well. But I, uh, I, my brother-in-law made me stop and think. Well, maybe a Dodge, but I really don't pull heavy stuff anymore now that I'm retired. <clears throat> let me let me tell you why I made I did a Dodge. First of all, I loved the leather interior on the Ford Wonton. That right. I don't even remember what it was called, but it was it, it was just the King most. Rancher. That's yeah. exactly right. It was the most yeah. luxurious cowboy saddle bag. I mean, yeah. it was just stunning. But I couldn't buy yeah. a Ford. <laughs> so, all of a sudden, they tell me that the Dodge has got one like that. And I wanted to buy a 12, yeah. so I didn't get the DEF. I didn't want the DEF uh-huh. on my diesel. So, 12 is the yeah. last year you could buy it. So, I found a red truck in Pittsburgh. So I bought oh, it over boy. the internet. And I drove my wife and I drove. Or actually, we flew and then we we picked up the truck yeah. and then we made a trip sure. home. It's got the six seven and of course Dodge only has the five nine and the six seven. Um, right. And so it's been a great truck. It's got eighty eight thousand miles on it. Knock on wood, it's been trouble free. But I really like the six seven. And more than anything else, I love the leather interior. And that's the only yeah. thing I ever treated myself to. And and my wife gets mad because. I have two dogs that travel with me, <laughs> so she's not really excited about all the scratches on the leather in the back seat. But then I told her, "You're not back there anyway, so just uh, keep your eyes forward, and we'll be fine." So anyway, thank you for laughing with me, Dennis. I appreciate it, but I got to run. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The lines are wide open. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. My name's Mark Salem. We'll be back in a minute. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology, 
and techniques, so your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. This is the Terminator. Listen to America's money ace of the airways, Victoria McVeigh, here at 960 The Patriot. She's smart, savvy, and a serial entrepreneur. So grab your wine, whiskey, or Perrier and come play with Victoria McVeigh on Sundays at 8 p.m. She'll have you saying hasta la vista, baby, to your financial dismay. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your fly. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot, uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I, I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Twenty-two minutes after the <clears throat> that's twenty-two minutes after the hour of eleven o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. This is a car question show. If you have a question, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We're going to go to Gary. Gary, good morning. Jerry, I'm sorry, Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> I thought, oh, you talked wrong. Yes, me. Anyway, uh, I was just listening about you know, this guy called in about the poor lighting, and I. Uh, you know, I've never said these newer cars with these uh, LED lights with a little two-inch magnifying glass. Yes. And it seemed like, I don't like them because it just looked like I've driven, ridden different cars and just looked like you're going down a tube. 
you got lighting right in the middle and shadow around and just you look see so high and so so wide it's, it's crazy and i even read a report one time that a lot of this new lighting is inadequate on these cars so but i've seen it's been in some cars i can't really see anything the old headlights used to light up everything you know but these new little things that got to do a magnifying glass and it's just shadow around all around you you're 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 exactly right <clears throat> that's why i said that my headlights are kind of straight ahead, but we put some running lights in and we tilted them to a little bit. You only have to move them an eighth yeah, of an inch, yeah, or a quarter just, just of an inch. Yeah, exactly. out a little further. Yeah. Yep, you're exactly you're exactly right. The the LEDs. It's true. There are a lot of cars out there that have substandard headlights, and we're seeing that fixed on the newer models. So more okay, and more yeah. and more, we're getting a lot. Le- and and when we converted from you know a a incandescent headlight, then we went to some halogens, and now we're going to LED yeah. and HIDs. Yeah. It's going to take us a while to figure out what's good. You and can what's get it all not. straightened out. Yeah. Where's, where's we're doing good again. Yeah, we're doing R and D on your dollars. Research yeah, there you go. Yeah. All righty. So, anyway, Thank- this that is why I called. I just thought I'd add that in there, but I'm a retired old duffer. Worked, I've been retired for 20 years now, but I just thought you might need a little humor in your show. Oh. Last last Saturday, I was listening, and you were talking about the different things that people do to their vehicles and bring them in, want to have you fix it for them. Yeah. And I thought of it. So I worked, I used to work at Nissan. Sorry about that. I I don't. I still drive my GM vehicles, but I worked at Nissan. Sure. But anyway, I came into work one morning and. And I, I got assigned this pickup truck that was towed in and said it wouldn't run. So I get it in my stall, and luckily everything's dead. There's nothing going on. You know, I could crank it, but nothing's going. So I got to looking around, and finally looked under the seat, and the ECU was gone. So mm-hmm. I called the guy up, and well, I think it was kind of tough because the thing wouldn't run, but I don't think he knew his son was messing with it. But then I come to find out that his son was getting ready to put him with his stereo system in, and he'd room under the seat for for amplifiers or whatever so he pulls the ecu out <laughs> oh and they had it they had it home yet they didn't bring it with the vehicle they've had it at home they brought it in but here's the real kicker uh when he took this ecu out he didn't bother by unplugging the thing from the ecu he snipped the cables <laughs> oh and there's got to be what would you say 30 40 50 60 wires to it i'm gonna say you know how many wires are in those cables i have to, I to splice all those wires back together yeah Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. It, I got it done, and we're okay. But that, that's these kids. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody pulling the ECU out and stepping. Okay, I guess he just thought it was under for to take up space or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> to cut you, something, you, take that thumb, take something hey. like that out, and cut the cables. <laughs> no, you, you, <laughs> you're right. That's exactly the situation we run into a lot. With people just simply are you know just they're not really familiar with the cars. We've seen people drill holes in ECMs and ECUs and computers box computers and we've seen them fill up their windshield washer jugs with transmission oil and we've seen a lot of stuff like that but it's oh, no different yeah. I, I know i was it, in the field for 40 years i okay. know what you're talking about <laughs> and, and it's no different I'll, I'll admit to you real quick i got a call from a really nice lady she didn't have to be nice and i hardly ever answer the phone at the business hi what can i do for you she says i just picked up my volvo i'm at home and it's leaking oil like crazy all over my driveway. And I said, did the red oil light come on? And she said, no. I said, please don't drive it. Please don't start it. Um, I see here that you just picked up your Volvo. I'm sending a crew over to clean up your driveway. We're going to tow it back to the shop, and I'm really sorry. So the technician comes up, and he says, I screwed up the oil, the, the oil filter gasket. I'm sorry. 
And I said, that's okay. It didn't cost me a motor, so I'm really happy. <laughs> and yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so I, I checked with my guys, and they cleaned the driveway up, and they got it all cleaned up, and we paid the tow bill, and then we actually offered to deliver it to her, and she said no, her husband would drop her by. So, yeah, we make mistakes, but um, and and so do customers. But thank you, Jerry. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. Um, Stacy. We don't have much time, but I can take you after the break, but I'm willing to talk to you right now for the next uh, three minutes. So go right ahead. Hi, Stacy. Stacy, are you there? Okay. Let's do this. Let's just put Stacy on hold, and uh, and then we'll get her on the other side. 602 Strictly Diesel is up on I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. He's Strictly Diesel. He works on foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. Nate is the owner. He's a great guy. When you meet him, you'll understand why I like him. When you meet him, you'll understand how come I say he knows a lot about diesels. So from an oil change to a check engine light to a no-start condition to bad fuel economy to a lot of smoke, oil leaks, everything imaginable, they can take care of strictly diesel service and repair. They have an A-plus rating at the Better Business Bureau. I've known Nate for a very long time. I can just tell you this. When you shake his hands, his hands are as big as tennis rackets. <laughs> and so I, I told him I wouldn't want to be an employee where he kind of slapped you upside the head. But Nick's, or, uh, Nate's not that way. They also sell parts 24 hours a day on their on their website, Strictly Diesel. And you can go in and look at clean air kits, cold air kits, better exhaust, and all kinds of stuff if you want to kind of dress your Ford, Chevy, or Dodge, or anything else. So it's Strictly Diesel and Repair, I-17, and Pinnacle Peak Road. We still have open lines, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And I admit when I make a mistake because it's the right thing to do. I expect my employees to do the same thing, and I think you would agree that I have the skills necessary to say, no, you didn't. You did this, <laughs> and, and typically our relationship is really good. So I've been in this business 39 years. I wasn't born yesterday, and I've been doing talk radio since 1988, 602-508-0960. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
Looking for ways to save with your Medicare plan? Walgreens is a preferred network pharmacy with many plans nationwide, which could mean lower co-pays for you. So bring your prescriptions to a Walgreens pharmacy today to start saving. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Walgreens participates as a preferred network pharmacy with United Healthcare, Cigna HealthSpring, and Express Scripts Medicare. For a complete list of available plans, please contact 1-800-MEDICARE. TTY users should call 1-877-486-2048. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, or consult www.medicare.gov. Other pharmacies are available in our network. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement, a plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Well, 32 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday, 10 to 12, we're here talking about cars and car repair. You're always welcome to join us, 602-508-0960. We're going to go back to the phones to Stacy, like we promised. Stacy, good morning. How can I help you? Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm especially good today, so thank you for asking. <laughs> Great. Okay, I've got a question for you. Um, well, I purchased a 2015 Lexus RX350 all-wheel drive um, about 10 months ago from um, uh, from a from a dealer. Um, my husband was in the car business. We actually we both were for about 30 years, and my my husband unfortunately passed away about four years ago. But we always had big trucks because we pil- we pulled. Um, like you, our boats and, um, you know, big things. We, so we always had, you know, big, big rigs. And this is the smallest thing I've ever driven. But, um, I was in a, I was in a pretty bad accident and my GMC Yukon saved my life. Um, but unfortunately it was totaled. And, uh, now that it's only me, uh, my husband, before he passed away, he said, honey, get a 350, get a Lexus. They're bulletproof. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll it'll be a good vehicle so i got this thing and because i've always had big wheels and tires i thought all right it came with 18 inch wheels and tires and the tires were shot uh it had almost 40,000 miles so i said all right let's put 20 inch wheels on it so i i told the guy all right let's i'll pick the wheels uh it had michelin tires let's you know make sure you put michelins on and and tire, you know, good tires, good wheels. I paid, paid paid a good amount of money, I think, uh, for the wheels and tires. Picked up the vehicle, and it had on some no-name brand uh, tires, which no one's ever heard heard of. Um, I've gone to discount. I've gone to every place. They said we've never heard of them. They're from Indonesia. Uh, you can't even get them here in the country. Well, to get to cut to the chase. I'm only getting 14 miles a gallon with this Lexus, and I brought it into the dealership. They've gone through it twice. Everything checks out okay. They cannot figure out why I'm getting this kind of gas mileage. Okay, okay. All right. The, there's there's two things that affect gas mileage, and, and, and you just run a, a quick emissions test on it, and we're looking for mm-hmm. COHC and NOx. 
and you can go down and just pay the money and have an emissions test done. But in your particular case, all they're going to do is check your computer. But most of us still have some tailpipe uh, mechanisms that we can measure what's coming out of the tailpipe. So there's only two reasons to get fuel economy. Number one, it's the right foot of the driver. And number two, we're pouring fuel out of the tailpipe. So if the okay. O2 sensors are reading good and they're switching back and forth and all of the fuel delivery, spark delivery, emissions control devices are working and what's coming out of the tailpipe, we can breathe, then it, 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 it can only be the car and the driver. So, okay. Um, if, you know, I, I want you to try this. Try this. Okay. Pretend like you have a raw egg that's taped to the accelerator pedal and I bet you can move from 14 to 16 or 17 if you pretend. Now, on my wife's car, she laughed okay. at me. I got a plastic egg and put it on there. And, <laughs> and she did that, but it has nothing to do with your tires and your wheels. Okay? Really? So you don't think it's the tires? No. At no. all? No. And, okay. and did you buy the tires from Discount Tire? No. No, I didn't. It was the, the, the dealership oh, that put oh, them on. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I, as long as they're inflated appropriately, then it doesn't really make any difference if they're A, B, C, D, E, F, G tires. It doesn't make any difference. So I don't know what brand they are, and I don't really care. There are a lot of no-name brands that nobody's ever heard of out there, but they all have to go through a DOT inspection, which means that they have to be the quality has to be to a certain level, where the quality might have to be a 10, and the Michelin and some of the other high-dollars ones are 12s, 13s, and 14s. There's very few of them that are below that 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 floor, which is you know I used as an example as as a ten. So anyway, thank you very much, Stacy. That was a great question. Yeah, all wheel drive is also important. You're going to be driving four tires and four wheels under some circumstances, and uh, and that would be something that would also affect your fuel economy. And I want to comment on something else, Stacy. I think it was a bad idea to go from eighteen to twenties, and I'll tell you why. You narrow down the sidewall of the tire, and that that all-wheel drive is kind of like a four-wheel drive, so it's kind of good in mud and snow and low traction conditions. So you have now shortened the sidewall substantially, so if you have to use your all-wheel drive and perhaps you're on a dirt road or something like that or you have to go through some rocks or something, you're more likely to damage the wheel and the tire than you were with the 18-inch wheels. And it's also going to throw off your fuel economy because the tires, the bigger tires are going to be different. The circumference of them is different than the smaller 18-inch tires. So you're rolling further, and that's going to affect your fuel economy. So all-wheel drive and the fact that you've changed the tires, and we know that the speedometer's not correct right now, those things altogether are going to affect your fuel economy and almost always in a negative condition. So let's go to, let's see where we're at. Joe, you're up next, Joe. How can I help you? Yes, good morning. Hey, I got to uh, pick your brain on a, uh, just got a new car. My wife got a new Honda CRV 2018 with the 1.5 turbo and the CVT transmission. Okay. Uh, there's been some reports about uh, oil dilution and high oil levels due to uh, uh, gas leaking in the cylinders. Do you Have you heard anything about that? No, I haven't. No, I, I haven't. Now, Admittedly, I'm working on, on, on your cars. I'm working on your CVTs, and I'm working on your 1.5-lever turbos. I'm working on those kinds of cars in a variety of, of manufacturer. But, no, I haven't heard that, and I would be real cautious about what you hear on the Internet. 
okay. I, I yeah, want to tell where... you. I, I mm-hmm. want to tell you something. I went on the internet the other day just for fun, and I I just query. I had a bunch of work orders in front of me, so I was querying the code and I was querying the symptoms that the customer gave me. There was such a disconnect between what I put in and what the real repair is. And and here's what I want you to think about. You're taking the word of someone you've never met before. You don't know if he's a baker or a candlestick maker. You don't know if he's a doctor. You don't know if he's is if he lays bricks for a living. You don't know if he drives a tractor for a living. You don't even know if he has a half a brain. And to to go out there and expect some stranger to give you good advice without asking you a ton of questions. You can tell I'm kind of wound up about this, but not at you. So the idea when you look at this big picture, you've got someone who's representing themselves as an expert. So you throw a question out there, and then everybody starts guessing, because it's only guessing. And and at at that point, you go out and buy a $400 mass airflow sensor, and you think that's going to fix it. You, You see, in order for me to help guide you and fix your car, I ask you lots of questions. You got power? You got performance? You got any check engine lights? Are your tire pressures aired up? Does the check engine light come on all the time? Does it stay on all the time? Does it flicker? Does it go on and off? Do you smell any raw fuel? Those are the kinds of questions you ask. If you ask those idiots on the Internet that hang around the Internet, they, they don't even know the answers themselves. So I'd be real cautious. A, a fuel dilution, all you have to do is check your dipstick on a regular basis. If your dipstick doesn't move off a of full and stays between the full and the ad mark, you're home free. It's true that you can over boost a turbo and, and and kind of mess up the dynamics of the car, nothing that's going to cost you money, but I doubt very seriously if your wife's going to do that. So um, I, I just think you have nothing to worry about. Just keep an eye on the dipstick. And after I checked the dipstick for 3,000 miles, I'd stop doing it because if it doesn't, all of a sudden go over. Don't smell the dipstick either because the dipstick is expected to have a fuel odor. That's not a big deal. So just pull it. If it's full or in between the ad and full, you're home free. When we come back, Elizabeth and Bob, you're our first two. And anybody else, 602-508-0960, Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. 
the amount of the non-rational that is believed on the left, that is scary. America was founded by fundamentalist Christians who produced an incredibly rational society. 960 The Patriot presents Faith and Freedom. Spiritual warfare. The conflict in which we find ourselves, rather than being a denial of our faith, is actually, in a strange way, an evidence of our faith. With Dennis Prager, Alistair Begg, and Zudi Jasser. There are Muslims that reject America's idea, reject what we stand for as freedom and liberty, and accept Islamism. Those are those who are feeding sort of the enemy's ideology. An interreligious dialogue on the most fundamental questions of life, where we agree and where we differ. Join us one night only, February 20th. General admission, preferred seating, and VIP meet and greet available. Info and tickets at 960thepatriot.com. Faith and Freedom, Dennis Prager, Alistair Begg, Zudi Jasser. If something is true, I must believe it. I am religiously obligated to believe it if it's true. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma the second most common cancer in young adults, and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. So I'm on the internet and I say, you know what? I think I have cancer and I, I, my hemoglobin's out of whack and my, my blood sugar's kind of high and I have an excess of uh, vitamin B. Oh, my sister used to have that and she died. And my brother-in-law said that that's what he had. And a friend of mine said that the hemoglobin is the real good thing. And so we got somebody saying they think they got cancer, and everybody's chiming in about something that has nothing to do with nothing. So you would no more go to a a guy on the Internet and get medical advice. So my advice to you, save your money, is I'm not trying to drive you to any repair shop. I'm just saying save your money and go to a professional. It's not a good idea to guess because every time my customers guess, they guess more than the repair is. And you know, sometimes I'll drop the bill just to make that point. So if the repair was $180 and I really need to be at $200, I'll drop down to $170. And I'll say, hmm, this is cheaper than the guess. Anyway, let's go to Elizabeth like we promised. Elizabeth, thank you for holding. Thank you for letting me ask my big question. I purchased uh, about two weeks ago a 1997 Lexus LS400. It's got 213,000 miles on it, and it wasn't until I got it home and could see in my driveway that the transmission was leaking, Um, and I've heard all kinds of things. Oh, you have to have this, that, and somebody, no, no, you just get a can of bottle of this and pour it down in there, and you run it, and it'll seal itself, and I thought... (laughs) <laughs> okay. I'm not going to talk to a baker about fixing my car. Okay. So, All right. I, I think um, I would try a half a bottle of a dot three or dot four brake fluid. I'd just try a half a bottle in the transmission. 
I would see how that goes. Here's the problem. I don't want you to fix this leak because if that transmission is 213,000 miles old, in people's years, that transmission is 130. It's not going to live much longer. And so I would hate for you to spend uh, two or $300 to pull it, reseal it, and put it back in and then have it fail four, five, six months later. So I think some cardboard underneath the car, I think a little bit of brake fluid in the transmission to kind of swell the seals, I think that's your best bet. I would really hate to have you spend a bunch of money and then find out you got to do it all over again. So I want to ask you a question. Does it leak to where you can see spots of oil on the rear bumper? No. Okay. No, just across the front axle. Area. Okay. All right. I'd still have somebody look at it and tell you exactly what's leaking. That's not too hard. But if you if it, you know, power steering sometimes is red as well. So we need to make sure it's transmission, but in that case maybe it's oh, a I pan gasket and if it's a pan gasket then just have the transmission oil pan pulled off, have them replace the filter and add 3 or 4 quarts and you're home free, but but let's get it diagnosed, but if it's anything serious, I say you just drive it. Okay? That sounds good. Now, um, it, it is the, the leak because when I bought it, I checked the transmission level and it was where it should be. Um, about 75 miles later, it was down a quart. Okay. And, and what's important is, is that on the dipstick, it tells you exactly how to check it in park, in neutral, hot, cold, right. and running. So, and we have to do it on the same level surface. I'm not, it, it, you have to understand if you're down a quart, that's a huge leak with the time frame you just gave me. So that would have put oil all over the tailgate. That would have put oil all over the back of the car. That would have been a big leak. So let's just get it looked at before we make the decision. Okay? Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you very much. Bob, you're up next. How can I help you? Hey, good morning, sir. Hey, let me give you the facts here. Similar to the caller before the lady had just called in, I'm smelling fuel in my oil. I know, let me get the car, it's a 93 BMW 5 Series E34 M50 engine. I know I need a pan gasket. It's, it, I live up in Payson, so it's a colder climate, and most of my traveling in town is very short duration, 10, 15 minutes, started drive 10. It's really not quite up to operating temperature, and my wife was smelling fuel the other day, so I I have a pan in the car. There was a little oil in there. I just changed the oil. Uh, Not a lot, but just a little. It smelled fuel. So I got doing some reading, and they say in a cold climate, and by the way, the compression numbers on the car are very good. The car is not missing. Okay, we need to move to the end of the uh, the issue here pretty quick. I got fuel in the oil so far. Yes, uh, because of the short duration of driving, is that causing in the cold climate is that causing the fuel to dilute the oil? I think you ought to go over to Dan on Main Street, just west of this 87. He's on the on the north side of the street, just this side of the fire station. And go over and see Dan and have him smell your oil. Um, frankly, it definitely, it definitely smells the fuel. <laughs> okay, well, I know, but I've heard that a couple hundred times before. And okay. and you said you just changed it. So what you're doing is, is you want me to smell the fuel 
but you didn't say anything about black smoke. You didn't think, say anything about fuel economy taking a dive. You didn't say anything about the oil being high on the dipstick, which means that we added a bunch of gas to it. You didn't tell me anything about an engine misfire. So I'm thinking leaking injector? Nope, you, you canceled that out. You don't have a check engine light. So all I've got to work on is is that you smell fuel in the oil, and I'm suggesting you go to Dan and tell him if there's a $20 bill, tell him I'll pay him the $20, but have him smell your fuel, and I, I think that's what you have to start. It just doesn't I, do I any know good. Dan, I, I know Dan, a coyote automotive. Okay, yeah, that's who, who uh, we messed up a motorhome not too long ago. My shop did, and Dan fixed it for me, and I have all the faith in the world for him. So I think he's a good guy to trust. And, and But if you had a fuel pressure regulator, bad on that. If you had a leaking injector, there would be so many more symptoms, and you haven't said a word about that. So i got to move on, but thank you, Bob. Thank you very much. Mark, you're up next. How can I help you? Hey. Hi. Hi. All right. Uh, I'm ready. Well, I'm driving. Me too. I've been, I've been driving this car for a couple thousand miles, and I'm ready to throw it into the abyss okay. so that's where i'm coming from it's only two years old it's a 2016 altima so we got it with about forty-five thousand on it and it's got fifty-five thousand on it now and tires have been rotated so why i'm saying the tires are rotated is when we got the car it kind of pulled to the side and uh found some used tires and i'm all for the same Tread depth is all the same around. Looks pretty okay. uniform. So you know what? Brand. We're short on time, so let me ask you a couple questions. Obviously, the yeah. car pulls one side or the other. Yes. Well, it wouldn't I? I took it to an alignment shop. They said it didn't need alignment, but they no, aligned no, no. it anyhow. I'm asking you. I don't care what the pull. alignment shop said. I'm asking you. Does the car pull it to one side pulling. or the other? It it's, is, well, they say it's drifting. It's it's a it's very slight. Okay, drift. so we're gonna we're gonna have the shop tell you the symptom. Is that it? Oh no, no. The shop said there is no problem. Your car drives normally. So okay, making... let me ask the question again. You're, I know where you're going with this. I think I don't care about all the tires and the used ones and all that kind of stuff. I don't care about that. What we got right now is is you say the car is drifting. Is that the issue? That's the issue. Okay, good. All we do on a drift is is let me ask you a question. You need to drive on both a flat high a flat city street and on on the highway. Now the city street's gonna gonna go to the right because we're gonna run water off the city street into the curb. Right. So we right. so does it drift right on a city street? It's a yes or no answer. Yes, it does. Okay, does it drift right on the highway? Left, but yes. Left. Okay. Left. Right. left. First thing no, you have to do is, is you just, have to... Just less, less than. It's, it's, more, it's more obvious when there's a crown in the road, but it, okay. it still does right. drift to the right when it's a flat surface. Okay. Well, you cross the front tires and you see if that makes any difference, and if it doesn't make any difference, you take it to a shop that knows what they're doing, and they'll be able to take the each one of your three angles on the front end of your car, caster, camber, and toe, they have a window that we're allowed to use. So if your car's drifting a little to the right, it could have a little bit too much positive camber. So then I would put in a little negative camber to get it straight. But I'm going to align the car around what road you drive on if you're if you're picky. So if you want to go on a city right, I'm going to make it drift to the left so it'll hold the lane. 
And if you're on the highway and it's drifting to your left, I don't want you to go into oncoming traffic. So I'm going to adjust the camber or the caster a little bit to the right so the car will drift right. So we can make that happen, but I don't care about what other shop says. I don't care about anything. The fact of the matter is, is you've got a drift that's more predominant on a city street, and it's still predom- it's still there and visible on a highway. That's an easy one. That's a hundred seventy-five to one hundred twenty-five dollar fix. I don't know where you live, but there's some good alignment shops out there. And if you'll send me an email, Mark at MarkSalem.com, I'll help you figure out where one of them is. But all we need to do is cross the fronts. We have a radial pull on the fronts. We cross the front, and all of a sudden you go, huh, it's going left. Good. The tires are causing it. We move the fronts to the back. You say it goes down the road straight. We're done. So we do know that the rear, we don't tires cause drifts to the left or the right. Sometimes we take the fronts, put them on the back. Sometimes we cross the fronts. And when we cross the fronts, you say, oh, now it's going right, or now it's going left. That helps. That's the diagnostic process. That's what you need to do. I'm not quite sure I like the idea that you bought used tires, but that's kind of what we need to do. Let me tell you about an, a good auto repair shop. That's Action Auto at I-17 in Deer Valley. Full-service, family-owned auto repair shop. He's been around since 83, and I've known Tom, who owns that shop, since the early 80s. I met him when he demonstrated a piece of diagnostic equipment, and he made that equipment dance like nobody I had ever seen before. And after I bought one... I don't think I ever came to his level of diagnostics. Remember the old big boxes back in the 70s and 80s? That's what he did. Nevertheless, he's a good guy. He has ASE Master Certified Technicians. He's got one that's a BMW certified guy. So if you want to take your BMW to someone other than the dealer, then I would really suggest that Action Auto at I-17 Under Valley be a place to go. He's on the northwest corner. Now on the other side of the world, in Sun City, we've got Auto Dynamics one of the largest and most trusted shops in that area. It's family-owned and operated since 1982. Chuck Nyday opened it, and Derek, his son, is now running it. Derek is a fine young man. He's smart. He's considerate. He understands when somebody in front of him is not telling him the truth, typically a technician. He knows what good business is, and he knows what what bad information is. He knows about diagnosing diagnosing the car properly and he knows about the fix and then the test drive he knows all that he's been around a long time so auto dynamics is a great place for those of you in sun city he's on the north side of grand just west of 99th avenue so he also has his staff on salary which eliminates the possibility of someone selling you something you don't need because it feathers that employee's nest It's an interesting concept. We're watching to see how it works for him. The rest of the industry is. But I'm impressed that he's doing it, and he's been doing it for quite a while. So if you're in Sun City, Automotive Dynamics, just north of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. So my email is mark at marksalem.com. You can go and leave me an email, and I'll answer it. If you leave your phone number, I usually have some questions because car repair involves give and take. So I ask you questions and you answer them. Tell me what your make and model of the car is. Give me your symptoms and we move on from there. So there's just lots of information that I need to ask. And and really good shops will do the same thing. I'm not the only guy in town that's a good guy. There's lots of good guys out there. And if you call me, if you email me, I'll guide you to a shop. But when it comes to car repair, it's really interesting 
that so much time so many times we get information that's just simply not beneficial and we sit on that information for a long time the shop has a responsibility to get the symptom from you and then they have a responsibility to diagnose it bid it you accept the the offer and then they fix it and when you pick it up the problem's gone that's what good car repair is all about but alignments is different Alignments is a situation where there's a whole lot of young kids out there that think they can make that machine dance, but they wouldn't know an apple from an orange on how to make a car stop pulling. But they will tell everybody, oh, you're right in specifications. Never mind the specification is a window. So if I move the left pointer all the way to the left and the right pointer all the way to the right, I got a problem. So that's what it's all about. See you next Saturday, Mark at MarkSalem.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com